I got to go back to the hospital. And uh, had aversion um, treatments over again. Uh, the whole batch of them over. Uh, I was full of, I was contrite, and I figured, no way am I going to drink again. No way. Uh, it's impossible. It's just too embarrassing. <laughs> Lasted almost a year. Almost a year. I think I drank out of sheer self-pity. Just sheer, I mean, I was good so long. Did not occur to me to go to Alcoholics Anonymous because I already knew and agreed to everything I figured they'd say in AA. That there's a disease, first drink gets you drunk, you need God's help. I agreed to all that. Um, and of course, I was praying the way a self-will run riot, immature alcoholic prays. Uh, I knew a lot about prayer, but I didn't know very much about me. <laughs> I knew the right things to do in prayer, but I didn't know I was doing some of the wrong things, adding them on. What I was doing was praying like the man who had lost his legs. I was praying to grow new ones. I wasn't exactly praying not to be an alcoholic because I knew intellectually that you stayed an alcoholic. But I was praying in effect to, to feel like a non-alcoholic. I, was, I, was, I, I thought you're supposed to feel like a non-alcoholic. I, I thought, God help me. And the way I'll know you're helping me is when I feel just fine and smooth and poised and energized and cheerful, and helpful, and wonderful. <laughs> and if I don't feel all that, screw it. <laughs> Very humble prayer. Um, and I didn't know my prayer was that willful or arrogant, because I wasn't praying it in an arrogant mood, you know. I think... I've been more arrogant when I'm in a kind of a meek and humble looking, kind of a beaten down thing. You ever talk to a skidro alky who's really sick? Offer him some help to find out there's 13 conditions. <laughs> 13 conditions at least before you're allowed uh, to be of any help. Um, and I, I'm exactly, I'm a skidro alky. I mean, I mean, that's who I am. And I couldn't see that. I had to come to Alcoholics Anonymous and have Protestants describe their prayer. <laughs> for me to find out that I had self-will run riot in my prayer. And when you have that kind of self-will prayer, it gives prayer a bad name. Because you know, your batting average is always pretty low. You figure, well, you know, all-powerful God, huh? Not coming through very often as far as I can see. Um, not according to the list I'm turning in to the heavenly pharmacist. Um, the, anyway, uh, I, I, I had to go back to the hospital a lot. The fifth time back, they asked me never ever to call them up again. And, um, and the, I didn't. And the sixth time, I was detoxed in a regular psychiatric hospital in Los Angeles. And uh, after that, I w was shipped back to New Jersey to a recovery house for priest alcoholics. And uh, the main thing we did in that place was go to AA meetings. Thank God. Uh, and I thought, well, I'll go to meetings. I I'm the compliant type. I'll go along with it. Um, I didn't think for a minute the meetings were going to do any good because I already knew all that stuff. Um, but as I went to the meetings, 
I was touched almost immediately. And I, I, I have this bias of, of a lot of people who go to school too long, and even people who don't go to school too long. We have the same kind of a thing where I, I figured that I have to find something out. I'm going to have to get a deeper insight. I'm going to have to see around the next corner. And then maybe if I really figure something out more completely, something will click and I'll be all right. Maybe. Um, that was, and I figured there was little chance of that with these amateurs in Protestant church basements um, with no visual aids. Um, and I... Um, and I was touched. I don't even know. I didn't even know I was touched. I didn't know what it meant. I just, I had a, I was surprised that I liked going. You know? I was surprised that I even looked forward to when we got to go to the meeting. And I was thinking, well, we're going, oh, we're going to Morristown again, huh? Oh, good. That's fine. Uh, going into Summit, huh? Let's go. Uh, of course, when I got to the meeting, I could hardly wait for the meeting to get over. You know, the, uh, I could hardly wait to get to the meeting. And then when the meeting started, I began to worry that they might talk overtime. Uh, if someone talked two or three minutes overtime, I would go berserk and uh, twist the chair apart that I was sitting in. Because the covenant is till 10 or 9.30, whatever, or 8.30 in this case. Because um, i got to get back to my 12-step house and sit there. Uh, um, anyway... I wish I could tell you that I don't feel that way anymore. Uh, if I were you, I'd be nervous. These people that drive a long way to a meeting think they can talk as long as they want sometimes. Um, anyway, I was touched and I was drawn. And I, I picture it this way, that my higher power decided, or my higher power drew me in this thing. Because I'm not the type that lets down, it seems to me. Uh, my arrogance is pretty strong in this. And he just drew me in, and I found myself in the meeting like a child. I was, I was just going around to the meetings and being an alky, hanging out with alkies and, and uh, talking to people and saying hi and, and reading the book. And I didn't decide to be a good AA member. Um, I just didn't have any more tricks up my sleeve right then. Uh, I just I was fresh out of ideas. Uh, and so I was... I was still having wonderful insights, of course, that I could hardly wait to lay on you at uh, participation meetings. Um, and when I would get my wonderful insights and share them, uh, that's part of the program, but not too big of a part. Uh, the big deal that was going on was that I found my, I discovered myself being willing to do AA like a child. And somehow that, that image is is the key thing to me. We do it like a child. We just do it. Uh, and it says, you know, utilize, don't analyze. Well, telling an alcoholic not to analyze is like what? You know, uh, telling the Pope not to go to church or something. Um, we're going to analyze. You know, if you're the analyzing type, you just can't help it. So analyze. I don't. Uh, I figure that there's no way I can keep myself from analyzing. But the program, it doesn't really matter. It, it doesn't hurt you too much to analyze, as long as you utilize first. As long as we're utilizing and then kind of not, noticing what we're doing, that's okay. 
But we don't just, if we only analyze, then we're dead. Uh, what we've got to do is just go along and say, okay, you guys, some of you stay sober and you've, and you've got a look of relief on your face. You don't have to be loaded. What do you do? And boy, will you ever get a bunch of suggestions if you ever ask that question. Um, we get the suggestions of the 12th step and all the particular suggestions of the person you're talking to. And, uh, and we start doing this thing and just doing stuff. Um, I didn't think I was doing anything special. Uh, when I started doing writing my first inventory, kind of a dumping the garbage inventory, I felt pretty self-conscious. And I felt I find it very difficult to write. And I thought, this isn't going to work. I mean, this is not going to work. I've been in therapy. I paid good money talking to a professional, getting down to the deep things, and I'm supposed to write about three or four pages and have some miracle thing. Are you kidding? I mean, with uh, this isn't going to work. But I wrote out what I could write out and uh, shared it. And sure enough, it didn't work. Uh, but by saying it didn't work, I mean it didn't work my way. It didn't resolve all the conflicts of my life and send me soaring into the sunlight, totally integrated and transcendently intelligent, uh, able to solve everyone else's problems on my own. In that sense, it didn't work. Um, however, I haven't had a drink since I wrote that inventory. Um, so you might say it worked, didn't it? <laughs> uh, uh, you know... Snuck some pills, uh, which I changed my sobriety date for. Um, uh, later, uh, a year later, um, but that was the start of the real program. And I noticed, and as I went along, and just did this thing, and I didn't think of myself this thing doing it like a child. This that phrase occurred to me last week. I don't usually use that, but it oh, uh, seems to be a nice way to describe it right now. Um, as I went along and I felt a little bit better here and felt at home and going along then uh, I didn't have a spiritual awakening with the blinding light or the, the Bill Wilson type but I had something where it was I, I was still in a recovery house and it, it came it was like the, the whole atmosphere changed something very profound changed I, I discovered that I was being held up in sobriety. I discovered that my sobriety was not something that I was holding, that I was doing, but I was something that I was being given. And that, it was, and that I was a fortunate man. That something's being given to me beautiful and good. And that I'm the same old, self-centered, immature, impractical frightened person who's being held up in sobriety and that I'm into something different and it's the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me in my life. And it's still going on. And once that started to become a kind of a, a little more clear, I won't even say it was so clear. It was definite though. It took on some body, you know. I went way past my time to get drunk again. <laughs> I was a periodic on a three-month cycle. Um, and I knew that the, the old pressure wasn't building up. And I was hanging out with alcoholics, and I was feeling 
lucky to be sober. I was feeling graced. And I got interested on how to on how to keep this thing going. And now, I knew I didn't get it going, but you were telling me, if you happen to notice something good starting going in your life, being sober a day at a time, we have some suggestions on how to make sure it keeps going. Uh, they are, they're called 12 steps. Um, 12 steps and hang out with alcoholics and do them like a child. That means you do them earnestly and badly. <laughs> because... If you're any kind of an alcoholic, you will be able to criticize your performance on anything. You'll notice that you're not doing them perfectly, and you'll feel terrible about that. Uh, that's part of the therapy. Um, if we felt wonderful about every step we did, we'd be as obnoxious as we were before, probably, before we came in here. You also would recover so completely that newcomers would be afraid of you. <laughs> Nobody would talk to you. Um, but your character defects are uh, still so glaring that you don't scare away newcomers for the most part. Uh, you know what I mean. Uh, and that's the most exciting thing that's ever happened. And that's basically what I, what's going on right now. I, I got to where I started participating in the program, and I want to participate in this program. Uh, I like to go to meetings, and this is the, the center of everything that makes sense to me. This is the most interesting, interesting thing in the world. Uh, a lot of people have their thing about religion, and um, let me, I'm not going to talk about religion, it's not a price, but I want to talk about my experience of uh, getting so excited about finding, really experiencing God's touch, so far as I can tell, through Alcoholics Anonymous. And people have asked me, well, didn't that kind of make you feel that your religion let you down, or isn't this better than church, or something like that? And I'm sorry, it doesn't strike me that way. It strikes me that uh, my higher power touches me through the 12 steps in this program and lets me be in good enough shape to go to church. (laughs) Um, I'm not in good enough shape to go to church unless I am doing the full program and in a sense putting it first. See, when I put the program first, then I don't have to twist what I hear in other places. Um, whenever I take something back to my old, to other priests, and I'll, uh, you know, I'll make one of our AA discoveries about the spiritual way of life, and I'll, I'll think, wow, why didn't I think of this before? You know, why wait, wait till they hear about this? And I go back and tell them. You know what they always say? Well, we've always said that. <laughs> Every time it seems like to me. Uh, one of the times it tickled me was that I, I decided there's no such thing as punishment. I mean, if a loving God doesn't punish people later, do things to them. Uh, that the punishment metaphors in Scripture are metaphors or similes, whatever, for the, the very real chaos and pain and tragedy that results from result, the results of our behavior. When I act in an unloving and destructive way, it really hurts all right. hurts me worse. Uh, and it puts me in a position where I'm unable to welcome the good. And, um, and I went on, I kind of developed this a little bit, and I, I have a consulting theologian. His name is Frank. He's uh, my classmate. He was the smart guy in class. They sent to Rome and got a doctorate and taught um, on a graduate level for years. So I checked things out with Frank. And I said, um, I explained this thing where I, 
I think there's no such thing as any added punishment later. Anything that's punishment just arises right out of what we do. And that since um, God is love, the only thing he knows how to do is love. And of course, it's, love is terrible if you're not ready for it. Huh. Um, might say if there's anything, hell is being loved by somebody you're not, you're, you're, you're not ready to be honest with. And um, I say it's, so I did this whole thing and I said, so therefore, I don't think there's anything such thing as punishment laid on somebody later. What do you think of that? No, he said, anybody knows that. <laughs> so I stopped announcing these eternal truths and trying to, um, uh, and I said, come to an AA meeting. I'll, be, I'll introduce you to a few people who don't know that yet. Um, uh, you know, a few, uh, the biggest subgroup in Alcoholics Anonymous, I think, are the ex-Catholics. Anyway, um, I'm very grateful to be sober. And this, uh, uh, I promise to quit by the time that thing gets down to, but I'm not going to quit too, any sooner than that. Uh, I want to say a thing about carrying the message. Um, and this is to to my fellow self-centered alcoholics. If any of you identify with being self-centered and immature, I want to say that one of the most embarrassing things in the program to me was finding out that I wasn't interested in helping anybody. (laughs) I thought, you know, for someone whose profession it is, um, (laughs) we're going to find out. Every place in the big book it says, you know, we we took the steps so that we're, we're better better fitted to be of service to God and our neighbor. Um, over and over again, the big book is full of this. And I thought, and I approve of that. And I think that's the way to go. And I was embarrassed to have to admit that I'm not that interested in it. Uh, I hope I am someday, but right now, at least I'd like to get my act together, become happy. And if I have any time left over, what the hell? I'll, um, And then as I got in the program, I noticed that you can, if you participate in the program and go to meetings and give your phone number out, you can't help it. You see, People will just get you involved somehow. If you don't fight it off too much, you will get involved. And every time I get involved in being of service, I love it. I like it. And just hope they don't catch me again very soon. Um, and then if you do more service... You get hooked up with other people who are of service, and they're always the ones you like more than the other. I mean, you get along better with people of service because they've got kind of a generous spirit, and they're the other self-centered people who can't help it um, in giving service. It agrees with me so deeply to be of service that I'm really lucky. It's so wonderful to be of service. It makes me feel like a human being, uh, freed from my self-obsession for a few minutes anyway. And I'm deeply grateful to my higher power working with the program that I get to be of service. And I just can't maintain interest all by myself in being of service. Uh, and I absolutely need the structure of this fellowship uh, to get trapped into it again. And I hope I keep getting trapped. And thank you very much. All right.